Hello, welcome to a long-awaited return of the Short Pale and Handsome podcast. Today is Monday, uh, August 12th. How are you? I am back from the Asian tour. I was really, really sorry that uh, I could not uh, post some podcasts while I was out there. Uh, the first day I got out there, got halfway through my first podcast, and then it shit the bed, all of the equipment. Uh, I did bring my laptop. I thought I was like, hey, I'll just do it off my phone. I'll bring a microphone. Da, 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 da. The microphone shit the bed. And I just wasn't happy with uh, with the sound. It just... Uh, Asia's loud, I guess, is what it comes down to. I was in a hotel, and it was just loud. Uh, I was in the Philippines the first night, um, and I was trying to record, and just you could hear the honking, and you could hear uh, the air conditioner, and I just could not get it all. Um, yeah, so I missed you. It's basically what I'm saying. I'm sorry. I missed you. I am back. I gained weight. Good old Johnny Fat Face here. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of eating, a lot of eating in Asia. So uh, I think I talked about it before I left. Such a long, long time ago, a month. Big layover. Uh, big, big, um, yeah, big gap. But uh, I decided not to go to Hong Kong, and uh, thankfully so. You know they got some shit going on. Uh, I, I can't really tell you what it is. It seems like uh, people are not happy with the government, and um, the government says cool. But as of today, uh, they're sending SWAT team and military into uh, into the airports because uh, protesters for the last couple of days were uh, protesting and, and causing uh, plane delays. So luckily, I was not there at the time. But you know, whenever. Uh, Whenever you're in a place that's having basically a, res- a revolution, you know, they're, they're civil unrest, revolution, they are rebelling. That is not the place you want to be, especially when you literally have nothing to do with uh, what's going on. Um, you know, as an American, I kind of was just like, hey, uh, I understand revolution's a thing. You guys just go out and do it. I'll be back when you guys get all your shit sorted. So I canceled my show in in uh, Hong Kong, and um, and my show in Singapore got canceled. So I was just basically free to roam around the Philippines for literally a month, and then I did a couple shows in Manila. But that's not uh, that. We'll get to that later, much much later, because I got a lot to talk about. I got literally a month of topics to talk about, and I don't know where to start. So you go, hey Lloyd, why don't you just start at the very beginning? You know what? I think you're right. Um, so let me rewind. I gained weight. My face is fat. Uh, I am fully committed to this like uh, Afro Mohawk f- mullet, like this Afro Mohawk freedom mullet combo. I'm committed. Uh, if you are just listening, if you are just listening to this podcast and uh, you're not watching it, uh, there is a video option on YouTube. You could go ahead and check out my uh, YouTube, Loyally Comedy on YouTube. It's there. But uh, right now, right now, I am just wearing a bandana, and uh, I am fully committed to growing my hair out in a mohawk into a full-grown mullet. And since my hair stands on stands up, anyways, it's gonna be it's gonna be glorious. It's gonna be a very very glorious. Afro flat top mullet mohawk 
all in the name of freedom. So I'm fully committed to that. Uh, so when I left, it was like 35 hours, give or take, of flying. And uh, we went from here, D.C., to where did I go? Oh, San Francisco. From, that's, that's like six hours. And then there was like a long stretch to get to Hong Kong, Singapore. Singapore. And then it was like a short four or five hours to Hong Kong and then Hong Kong to Manila where we stayed the night. And then um, the next day we got on a little puddle jumper for a couple hours to uh, maybe it was like maybe an hour um, to get to Cagayan de Oro. And uh, man, people don't know how to act on a plane. I get it. I get it. That long leg, you know, it's overnight. That long leg is long. It was like literally 12 hours or something crazy. And um, we're stuck. You're basically stuck in a, in a cage. Uh, I'm small, so I'm okay with that. But if you're in the middle seat, you should have dibs on both armrests. Now they're saying, well, you know, there'll be a time when you'll be able to have armrests and then they'll they'll stagger the seat height. So therefore the guy in the middle is gonna have his own armrest and the guys on the sides gonna have the armrest. But if you're stuck in the middle 2019 and uh, you don't get both, you need to go fucking yell at the guy in the aisle or on the window. So my wife took the window, I took the middle seat because I'm a gentleman and I don't want anybody groping my wife. While she's sleeping. But this motherfucker that sat next to me uh, was like bumping me. Like I was, he did not even touch me while I was awake. But when I started sleeping, he kept on bumping my elbow, uh, which startles me, you know? So that kind of just juts me out of, uh, uh, out of a, uh, a slumber, you know? It frightens me. It, it, it's not nice. And did it like three times. One time he actually hit me in the ribs. And it wasn't hard, but it was like enough where like you're sleeping. It, it's fucking infuriating. And uh, I, I tried to like let him know that I was asleep if he couldn't have fucking have figured that out himself. But I put earphones in and I put, uh, I had a, a, a sleep mask on, right? Not a CPAP, but just fucking thing that goes over your eyes. And even even then, like somewhere in the middle of sleep, he taps me and is like, hey, how do I work this fucking thing? And I was like, I don't, I'm sleeping. I don't fucking work here. How the fuck, ask somebody that's not sleeping. You know, the people walking up and down the aisle, the people in the funny fucking suits, maybe ask them. I will say Singapore, Singapore Air, uh, super nice. Uh, and if you've never been Singapore Air, apparently that is the uh, that's the airline to fly, and it was dope because all of the the flight attendants they were fucking adorable. Okay, Singaporean women wearing traditional Singaporean attire, and they were your stewardess, and they were so fucking polite. They had their hair done up. I was like, uh, I was a little smitten, not going to lie. And, uh, you know, I love my wife. I would never cheat on her. Uh, and I would never oogle, I oogle a, a woman in her presence. But I was like, oh, my God, they're all fucking adorable. It wasn't like one. It was literally 
all of them. The whole staff was just fucking adorable. And I think that's what they do. They do that on purpose so you can't even be angry, right? You can't even be angry. Like, uh, you're... (laughs) I was on this plane for 12 plus hours. I was getting jabbed in the ribs while I was trying to sleep and uh, getting asked stupid questions. And uh, I couldn't even be mad. Every time these girls like, hey, <laughs> hello, sir. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> flying. You know, and they were so adorable. I couldn't even be, I couldn't even be upset. Uh, but this guy over here, I was like, well, go ask the fucking cute woman. Go, don't talk to me. I'm sleeping. Don't talk to me. I'm a dude. I'm not even that attractive. Go talk to attractive women walking up and down whose job it is to answer these fucking questions of yours. Uh, that was uh, that was infuriating. Some people just listen. I'm on the plane fairly often. Don't talk to me. I don't care about where you're from. Uh, I don't even I don't want to know. 12 hours. Get, as soon as we get off the fucking plane, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you, right? Um, I'm not trying to be buddy buddies. Now, because um, you're stuck in an uncomfortable area. So what happens if, like, you start talking to the person and then the conversation takes, like, a crazy curveball direction and there's literally nowhere for you to go? There's nowhere for you. What are you going to do? Sit 10 hours in the bathroom? Not likely, don't talk to the people next to you. Oh, yeah, is that what you... Oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you from? Oh, that's crazy. Hey, quick question. Um, do you believe in Jesus as your personal savior? That makes it very difficult to just be left the fuck alone for the next 12 hours. Hey, hey, quick question. Uh, do you believe in... And uh, it's never going to end well. Uh, that way. So I do my best to not talk to the person next to me. Hey, how are you? Great. Oh, I got to get up. Can I, can I gotta use the bathroom? I got to use the bathroom. Can you get up? Thanks. Hey, I'm back from the bathroom. That's all the conversation. Oh shit. Somebody's calling me. Ah, uh, hmm. Decline. Um, yeah. So that is why I don't like to talk to people on an airplane. So, you know, if you're like in a restaurant, you're at a bar, you're on a tour or you're whatever. It's like, oh, that's what you believe. OK, I'm going to go over here now. Oh, that's that. That's what you believe. Check, please. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. You can't do that while you're on a plane and it's the person next to you. You just there's nowhere to go. Right. So I'm making, I'm making a habit of not talking to the person next to me just for the sanity of everybody, not you. <laughs> uh, so that long leg was tough. Uh, SFO. Let's see. SFO. Um, Singapore. Singapore Airport. Dope. Uh, I don't think I was there long enough, but there was like it, these shopping, uh, these airports excuse me, I'm excited. Uh, these airports are now basically just shopping malls. And the craziness of it all is that, uh, did that stop? Son of a bitch. It stopped. Uh, technical difficulties. Uh, (laughs) I'm back at it 
And uh, I don't really remember how any of this podcasting shit works. So uh, not that you would notice. Um, it's just a crazy... Uh, just trying to get back into things. Don't quit anything, people. If you quit something, take some time off. It's going to be very difficult for you to get back. I took a month off. Uh, and podcasting is just I forget how all of the things work. So I'm going to have to do a lot of editing. You're not going to notice it, but I want to let you know that that's what's going on in my life. Uh, I have to edit this shit. So uh, I will say that uh, I think I said it before, before I left, but my wife surprised me with an American Express charge card. Uh, And I was like, oh, that's okay, great. And she's like, no. This gives us access to uh, the airport lounges. And I was like, oh, okay. And to me, I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. Not until you go there, right? You go there and we're not sitting with the regular everyday savages in the airport anymore. We're going into the lounge and we're dealing with like a higher level of savage. <laughs> you but free food, free drinks. Uh, alcohol included, beer, wine, uh, soda, coffee, all of that. In SFO, if I remember SFO, I do. Do I remember SFO? Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe we didn't have time to get into that one. Yeah, maybe we did. Dulles. We went from Dulles. The um, the airport lounge was dope there. Priority pass, shout out, what, what? And then we went to SFO. Maybe we didn't have time. Maybe maybe we didn't have time. And then we went to uh, Singapore. That whole, all of these airports that are not in America just becoming shopping centers. Now, if you go to the airport here in the States and you go, oh, oh, that's cool, kind of a shopping center. It's like a duty-free, as borrows, and uh, a fucking whatever. You know, a place that you can buy headphones for $37, the same as you could buy at the dollar store for a buck. And uh, that's not really like shopping. But in Asia and internationally, these international airports have like Louis Vuitton. They got a fucking coach. They got, uh, you know, all these crazy brands. But all of this shopping in Singapore voted number one airport in the world. Totally believe it. There was like a butterfly uh exhibit you know you could fuck around with butterflies there was like an outdoor pool not that we saw it but there is one you could take a tour around it and see like a waterfall i don't know they were just like hey uh we got people that are probably gonna sit here and be delayed what the fuck do you want to do here drive around here look at a waterfall shut the fuck up but what's crazy about these lounges is that there's like you could rent a room to sleep in for a few hours. You could shower for free, uh, clean bathrooms, clean uh, fresh food, and uh, yeah, it was it was totally dope. So Singapore, we got there, we uh, we ate, we had a few drinks. We went to Hong Kong, same thing, dim sum, uh, a few beers, and uh, we finally got to Manila. Manila was dope. Not going to lie. Uh, I wish I had an uh, opportunity to see more of it. We got to stay uh, by the airport that first night. We hung out at the casino and uh, we Airbnb'd it. So shout out to Airbnb. Airbnb really makes the whole world easy to travel because, 
you know, it was it was very simple. It was very affordable, and um, we didn't have to like figure out what the fuck the hotel was. Um, well, maybe Airbnb was that second night, second time back. Yeah, Airbnb was the second time. We stayed at uh, the Belmont Hotel, which is like it felt like every every other boutique hotel I've ever been to. Small room, you could see into the bathroom shower through a window, and I was like, oh, that's okay, you know, but. Manila is very, 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 very loud. And that's because how they drive. Like the jeepneys, which is like old school Jeeps, the big ones, long ones that are basically public transportation. But then you've got these like sidecar on motorcycles, like motorcycle sidecars that are just like kind of welded in that can hold like, I don't know, maybe four or five people that are scooting around. Like, there's no regulation. That's what I realized in the Philippines. There's, like, no regulation on anything as far as, like, DMV vehicles. You could just literally hot iron some rods and some seats to a motorcycle. And then uh, as long as somebody jumps in it, you got money, right? Uh, Jeepneys just seem like they're just stuccoed and bondoed together. But yet people use it. And there's like no rules in driving. It's just as long as you're driving on the right hand side, most of the time, it seems to be on board. People were passing people into the oncoming traffic with solid yellow lines. That shit was nerve wracking. And everyone thinks about it like, yeah, whatever. And these little, mo- these little motorellas, these little tricycles, they can only go so fast. I get it. But they have. No fear. They give no fucks of the traffic. They'll just literally ride in the middle of the lane and uh, people have to pass them. And the very common thing that people do when they pass cars is they beep. Beep, beep. Like, hey, I'm coming. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. On your left. Beep, beep. So basically, there's honking all of the time. I haven't honked my horn. Like, I think I honked my horn like maybe a handful of times in the last three years. I feel like if you honking your horn, we're fighting. We're literally going to get into a fight. Fuck you. Stop beeping at me. And, uh, you know, in the Philippines, that was, just, that was just normal. That was just normal. But nerve wracking because the Motorellas aren't, aren't going to pull over. People just kind of like, they dart into the road. Dogs, stray dogs. There were so many stray dogs. And everyone was trying to reassure me, like, oh, they're not stray. They own, they're owned by somebody. We just don't buy collars or leashes. Um, they just they roam for the day, and then they come home. And it was like, so they're free-range dogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and that was, like, out in the countryside. Manila, um, that first night, you know, we were already jet-lagged, so we were just happy to sleep. And I woke up. And here's the thing about the Philippines, apparently, that uh, no one really, really told, told me, nor like, can you really understand it until you actually see it, is that the sun rises at like 6 a.m. every day, and the sun sets basically at 6 p.m. every day, 6, 7 p.m. It's like the same time all year round. Now, I'm not used to having seen the sun at 6 a.m. I was up at 6 a.m. I was up at 6 a.m. literally 90% of the days I was in the Philippines. And, um, and it was weird, you know, wake up at 6 a.m. By 6 p.m. You're tired. By 8 p.m. It's pitch dark, right? It's, it's like, it feels like it's midnight already. Cause you've 
by eight o'clock, you've already had two, three hours of, of darkness. And I was like, oh, uh, maybe it was a jet law, a jet, ah, maybe it was a jet lag. Maybe it's still the jet lag. But I was, uh, you know, nine o'clock rolls around. I was fucking tired, spent. Um, you know, the thing about the Philippines is that uh, everyone wakes up at 6 a.m. That's the thing. Like, I woke up at 6 a.m., I look out, and there's already people going to work. People, like, already out and about. Like, they were already deep into their day. It was mind-blowing. And then you go downstairs, go to Starbucks, and it's like the Starbucks don't open till like, 10, 11 a.m., which is strange because they stay open till 2 a.m. It's like, what kind of fucking upside down am I living in right now? Starbucks opens late but stays open late. And people don't drink coffee in the morning. Like, that was strange. Like, the reason why Starbucks stay, get open at, like, 5 a.m. here is because people want to drink coffee at 5 a.m. Who the fuck's drinking coffee at, like, 1 a.m.? I don't know. Very, very strange. That's why all the Starbucks here close at, like, 10, 9 p.m. Because, like, who's drinking coffee at 9 p.m.? But it turns out that, like, Filipinos just like hanging out at Starbucks. They're not even drinking anything. They just... You know, they just fucking hang out. Very strange. Very, very strange. Very uh, culturally different than what I was ever expecting um, in the Philippines. Uh, you know, that first day we got to uh, go see the Mall of Asia. Uh, Filipinos love their malls. No bullshit. They love their malls. It was like people just hanging out at malls because it was air conditioned and it was hot as balls outside. Yeah, I miss, like, the hottest summer in the history of uh, the United States of America to go to the equator where it just is that hot every day uh, and the humidity was a billion. It was, like, 99 degrees and a billion percent humidity. I was swimming. I was sweating. And that was a crazy thing. I'm I'm at a mall. I've been in the mall for, like, an hour or two just walking around. I'm still drenched like i'm still sweating like pouring like it was it's it's strange when you're like oh i'm not hot but i'm still sweating that was such an odd feeling for me and if you don't know me i'll tell you i hate sweating like there's nothing about sweating that i enjoy uh so i'm walking around the mall i've already been to the mall for like an hour or two i'm still sweating and i'm looking at like people locals just walking around they're walk like wearing full jeans fucking a hoodie a hat tims and they're just cool as a cucumber fuck i my body is not made for this shit my ancestors are not happy right now it is not in my dna um i mean i kind of got used to it i stopped sweating throughout the month um, and now I feel cold everywhere I go here now, now that I'm back. But it was, uh, it was definitely like the exact opposite of everything that I live on my normal day to day here. And the thing about the Philippines apparently is that like clothes is not cheap. I thought I was going to go in there and, you know, like that asshole American and just buy everything at the mall. I'm going to pop some tags. I got 55 pesos in my pocket. Yeah, no, like anything, any brand name was expensive. Like, especially if it was like American brand name. If it was uh, like Nike, dumb expensive. It was like more expensive by like a few bucks 
he, uh, there than it was here. And, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'd go sneaker hunting. Maybe, maybe they got some limited edition sneakers, something, something, something or other. Nope. Nope. Uh, the most high-end thing that I saw in the malls walking around were like the LeBrons, not even like the signature one, like the, the soldiers. And, uh, I think the most, uh, I saw some Kyrie Irvings, but you know, they go for 80. I think they were about 90 out there equivalent. And, um, I think I saw like Air Max nineties and they weren't like limited edition or special or Philippine, um, Asia release. So I was kind of disappointed in that, but I was like pretty blown away by how expensive actual things were. We got massages for seven bucks, seven bucks for an hour. But you know, a Nike t-shirt was going to cost me literally a thousand pesos. It was going to cost me like, uh, like $40 or some shit. Like a pair of Kyrie's were like 90 bucks. Yeah, so it was very, very strange. Like here, um, you know, you can find you can find good sneakers or clothes for cheap. You wait for the sale, ba 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 ba, and then a massage is gonna still cost you like a hundred bucks an hour. So it was very strange how like things were expensive, but like manual labor was cheap. Um, very odd to me. Very, very odd. But I did get I did get to get pampered a decent amount while I was in the Philippines. Um, we got uh, uh, massages fairly often. I got my nails did. I got my feet done. I got uh, my hair cut. And here's the thing. I think, I think the thing that I didn't realize uh, when I first got my hair cut, we got there and like I got my hair cut because it was like five bucks, you know. And here's the thing. Like I'm definitely, I'm definitely an American asshole. Like I'm definitely the American asshole uh, in the regards to money, like the way we spend it, the way I look at it. Like there's no way that I can get around. Um, I've been spending money all my life. I've been earning money all my life. Uh, and the way I look at money is, was definitely obvious that uh, I, I was not a local. And uh, my wife had to set me straight. Like I tipped a, I, I tipped a, uh, I tipped a bellhop which was equivalent to like uh, 70 cents or something. She's like, no, it was, like, it was like about, a, it was close to a buck. Let's say a buck, right? I was like, I, I basically paid him a dollar for tip for bringing the stuff up. And she looked at it and uh, she didn't want to embarrass me in front of the person. And definitely we can't take the tip back, right? Um, so I gave him basically a buck. And then she pulls me aside and it's like, you, you can't do that. Like, that's too much. And I was like, too much? Like a dollar. Like if I tipped a dollar to a bellhop here, like he'd probably piss on my suitcases in front of me, like right there. Oh, a dollar? I lug this shit up. Okay, I'm pissing on your suitcases right now, son. Uh, but she's like, no, like you gotta understand a lot of these like bellhops, they're probably not making more than like six bucks a day, right? You can't just tip you can't tip them like a dollar. Um that's you know it's a lot of money it's it's a lot of money like i bet you she was like yeah i bet you a lot of these people are making less than six dollars a day um and that is the normal wage like that's normal you can't go around just throwing that kind of asshole money around that's like you know uh the delivery pizza delivery guy getting like a hundred dollar tip like oh that's amazing but um you're probably gonna get your shit broken into when you're gone (laughs) 
So, she, you know, she's like, uh, you can't look at it like a dollar. So I got my haircut. And the funny thing about getting a haircut uh, that you kind of just don't, I, I didn't, I didn't anticipate was like, oh, I'm going to have to explain to them how I want my haircut. Right. And so I'm sitting there and uh, so I'm downloading pictures and uh, the guy, the thing I learned about the Philippines is that everyone speaks English until you start speaking English and then, then it all goes to shit from there. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, I speak English. It's like the way we say, oh, I speak French. I took three years of it in high school. Like, we don't know shit about that. They speak better English than that, but not like, they know, like, whatever their skill set is, they just know just enough to get by on that in English. Like, they know, like, if they're trained to answer 20 questions... You ask them a 21st question, and that's when it all goes off on the rails. And it's impolite. It's impolite to say no. So they're just going to agree with you with everything. Like, hey, is the bathroom over here? Yes. It's like, hey, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. And even though they, can, they can't, right? Um, there's, like a, there's like a sudden pause. There's like a pause of like... Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm downloading pictures and then the guy puts, you know, um, the, the guy, uh, is ready. He's finished up. So I sit down in his seat and he goes, hello, sir. Um, you get a haircut today. And I was like, yes. So I would like to get this. And then right off the bat, I could hear his wheels churning. He was like, oh, it, it's like, it, it they people don't know how to speak English, but in like phrases. And then anything above that, it just becomes like Filipino English, like Spanglish, but for Filipinos. Tagalish. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to call that, but I don't know what it's called. But uh, so I get my haircut and it's like fine. You know, um, I could tell what he was doing. I could. And I. At this point, I, it was already awkward. Like, I already knew that he was... Because he literally did not say a word to me afterwards. And then um, I was like, oh, you know, up. And then, like, fade. And then he was like, uh, uh, uh. He didn't even... He, like, he didn't even really say that. He was like, uh. <laughs> like, just heavy breathing. Like, <laughs> okay, so I need to fade. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, my wife, you know, I, I pay him, I tip him, I leave. And my wife's like, well, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's fine for like a $4 haircut. She's like, you can't, like, you're getting your haircut at the mall, bro. Like, at the mall, you know the mall prices are inflated. And you got to understand that a lot of these people, uh, will, a lot of people that you'll see will never be able to afford um, to get their haircut at the mall. So you need to calm your jets, bro, and stop being a dick. Let's go eat. <laughs> and the, the beauty of the Philippines is that we're always going to and coming from more food. Like, it was like you wake up, there's bread, bread with coffee. And then you get up, you finish that, you get dressed, then you go find some snacks and then snacks, and then you go find bread, and you find bread, and then you go get lunch, and then lunch, you go get a dessert. After dessert, you go to go find snacks, and then find more bread, and maybe some more coffee. Coffee for the bread. Dip the bread in the coffee, eat the bread, drink the coffee, go find dinner, and then dessert, and then drink, 
Um, I was just not, I, I, I didn't, I could not deal with the frequency of the food uh, and the quantity. The quantities were fairly small, but it was like literally coming at you at all angles, all the time. I, did you eat? Yeah, we ate. Well, do you want to eat now? Uh, no. Can we eat later? Later now? Or like later, later? And to me, that's always been a joke because it's like, oh, like they mean like, do you want to eat now, later, or like later, later? But in actuality, those are three different meals. <laughs> do you want to eat now? That's one meal. Do you want to eat now, like later, like now later that's the meal after now and then later later is the meal after the now later meal i just didn't realize i always thought it was like we're talking about time no they were talking about different meals <laughs> fucking hell uh you know i uh <laughs> overall i had a great time i got more stories um I, i'm gonna spread this out uh how much time have we done uh, let me unlock 32 minutes, 33 minutes. Okay. Let's see. I do have to edit that. Um, okay. Uh, let me tell you about this past weekend. So I get back and, uh, get back on Tuesday. So basically a week from today and, uh, jet lagged is all shit. Like that, that flight back was tough, but we get back and then um, I did uh, I did a show. I did two shows. I did two shows that like that Wednesday or Thursday, and um, it must have been Wednesday. Yeah. So I do a show. It was fine. It was at uh, Port City Brewing, PCBC, Port City Brewing out in uh, Alexandria. The power of positive drinking. So that was fun. Super dope show. Um, and then I was like, oh, on the way home, there's another spot we can get up. Maybe, maybe I should go do it. Me and a buddy that I was driving. Uh, and so we, we, we leave there. We go to the second spot. Second spot's known to be uh, just a workout room. You know, just basically open mic. Uh, you'll be happy if you can get some laughs. Not because you can't, but because uh, the people are just, it's it's all comics, right? It's all comics. We're all just waiting to to go on, and um, and I was craving American food, like I was craving a club sandwich. I hadn't had like real American food uh, in a month, and I'm like, I'm already fucking fat in the face. Fuck it, let's shove a club sandwich in there, like a good goddamn American. So uh, I we stopped by there, and then fucking eat dick like I ate my club sandwich and then I ate a whole pile of dick and um me and my buddy were like hey listen to Leon that's the name that's my buddy you know Leon's like hey uh maybe we should have just went home maybe we should have just left on a high note and uh had our dignity and our confidence and our self-worth intact and uh I agree I mean it's important to just eat dick sometimes but a lot of times you just got to leave on a high note. You can't be like past your prime and just still taking those hits because that's not going to help anything. When you're up, leave on a high note. You win the Super Bowl and you're thinking about retiring, Rob Gronkowski, fucking leave. You know, 
Chris Long, I think, retired that same way. I think he won two Super Bowls and said, I'm out. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so after that, and then I hosted this uh, past weekend at the DC Comedy Loft. And um, yeah, man, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot like, hey, you, gotta, you just got to work through this jet lag. There's going to be times where you're jet lag, get off the plane. You're going to have to like fucking do the work regardless. Um, and I learned it. I learned it. Uh, I watched the headliner who flew in um, into town and uh, the first night he did 30 minutes on a schedule of 45, which, you know, you go, well, that's weird. I think you should just know. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, I thought you, I thought you guys gave me the light, which I think is not the right. You know, I feel like that's just like the the, the child excuse, like that's the open mic or beginner excuse. Oh, I thought I saw the light. So you got off early, right? Um, as like a headliner, you're supposed to know. Uh, like even like as a feature, well, like when I feature, I know where my 20 minutes is. I know where my 25 minute mark is. Um, like I headline, I know where the 45 minute mark is. And when they head, like, and if they light you and you're like in your head, you're like, I still got time. Like ask him, Hey, was that the light? Hey, how much time do I got? Like, like maybe that's not the most professional thing, but it's way more professional than like leaving uh, with 15 minutes left on the table. Right. And then, um, I was like, oh, maybe maybe he's jet lagged, maybe blah, 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 whatever. So the second night, we get there, and um, the first show, we, you know, uh, the first show was pretty light. It was like 20, 30, and, um, and the headliner gets up. You know, I, do, I go up, I, I host, I'm hosting, I go up, I do my 10 minutes. Crowd's good, crowd's hot. Um, the feature goes up, does 25 minutes, hot, no problem. And the headliner gets up, does 37 minutes. What the fuck? 37 minutes. It's crazy. And then uh, the second show literally only had five tickets sold. And I, I was telling the feature, the feature was like, hey, um, they're talking about canceling the show because nobody bought tickets. And I was like, well, I'm just the host. Like, stay in my lane. I'm the host. I'm literally the guy. I'm the one of the most important jobs, but like the least appreciated. Like I am the least say in this. Uh, so I was like, Hey, I'm just a host. So it's whatever you guys want to do. We talked to the headliners like, Hey, your name is on the marquee. What do you want to do? And, uh, I told the feature beforehand, I was like, I bet you if you're given the option to, to, to cancel the show, he's going to cancel the show. He did 30 minutes the first night, 37 minutes is the second show. And then I just don't think that he had it. I don't think he had 45. Uh, and sure enough, given the option, he's like, nope, let's, let's cancel it. Okay. Uh, which, which, which leads me to two facts. Like, I don't want to dump on a, a, a fellow comedian. I don't want to dump on um, another guy in his career. But like, it, it taught me two things. One, um, I got to put myself in a better position to, to get better paying portions of the show. Like, I need to know, I need to get better at being uh, a, a feature and uh, a headliner. I've been doing this too long to just sit back and just keep on taking this shit. Um, like the, the hosting gig and then small feature. Like I need to be, I need to excel um, my business side of it. You know, because you go, oh, other people are getting it and can't do it or not being able to do it. 
Like you can do it. Just put yourself out there. So I got to go out and fucking jump. I got to jump off this cliff and fucking land in water or land head first. Either way, it, it's got to get done. Um, and the other thing I learned was uh, um, you got to learn how to sell tickets, bro. I think that's really what it comes down to. Because what happens is if I sold tickets, we would have had the show. I mean, I still got paid, but it just goes to show that I literally didn't sell any tickets, even though I'm the host. And that technically isn't my job. Technically, it's still part of your job. Like if 20 people showed up and they're all looking for me, that would have been uh, that would have been assigned to the comedy club. Being like, listen, this guy needs to be moved up. In your in your league, this guy needs to be ranked higher. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely thankful that I was there. I was definitely thankful that, uh, you know, getting work is always being thankful. But coming off the flight, doing shows in, in Asia, and then going back to being a host here um, for the weekend um, on quintessentially two shows, it, it, it literally puts everything into into you know, perspective. So I learned those two things. And again, I'm not bagging on any particular comic, but it is what it is. And that's exactly what happened. So, uh, I learned some things. I learned a lot of things. So I learned like also the other very important thing is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're jet lagged. It doesn't matter where you're comfortable. It doesn't matter what time it is at your house. Like it doesn't matter. None of that shit matters. Get up, do your work, do what's expected of you and, um, be a, you know, be that fucking man. So that's what I learned. That's what I learned. Uh, it's 42 minutes, uh, give or take, because I got to edit this shit. So uh, I'm at 42 minutes. Um, I just want to say thank you very much. Um, shout out to the people that reached out to me while I was gone, um, just encouraging me and um, trying to get me uh, right on the right path while I was gone. And uh, thank you very much for the well wishes. Thank you very much for all of the support every day. If you're listening to this right now, if you're watching this right now, thank you very much. You could literally listen to a billion other podcasts, but yet you've dedicated, in this case, 40 plus minutes uh, to me. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, All the notes, all of the, hey, just checking in on you. Uh, makes me feel like I'm actually uh, doing something of note. And, um, you know, you just dedicating, you letting me know you dedicate time to this uh, allows me to feel like this is all worth it in the end. So thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you people. Uh, please keep uh, keep the communication, keep the contact coming. Um, I, I love this. I love talking to you. I love putting together a product for you. And um, if you object to my flat top Afro Chico de Barge mullet for freedom haircut, uh, let me know. Let me know. Because uh, every day I look at it and go, fuck, maybe I should shave this shit. It would be easier, right? It would be a shit ton easier. Um, next time you hear from me, I will tell you more about losing my, uh, I had to retire my Dodgers hat. My first LA Dodgers hat, I had to retire. Um, I lost a man down, man down, uh, retired. And I'll explain all that. Plus a whole lot more like, uh, yeah, I, I got, I got more stories. We're literally on the first day of 30 days. So, uh, tune in next time, right? Same Lloyd channel, same 
Loy time. Shout out to the Loy Minotti. We appreciate you. This uh, show has been brought to you by my Patreon account. Shout out to Patreon. And uh, I got to send some shit out since now that I'm back. So uh, I love you guys. Muchos, muchos. Please uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Loy Lee Comedy, L-O-Y-L-E-E Comedy. Shoot me an email, LoyLeeComedy at gmail.com. It's all Loy Lee Comedy. That's it. Like, Loy Lee Comedy, I'm on everything. But uh, uh, Patreon, Loy Lee Comedy, Loy Lee Comedy, uh, that's that's Oh, and then um, also I am going to focus on putting my... um, putting together my Instagram for this actual podcast in this podcast alone. So that is short, pale, handsome, boom on Instagram. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate you. I love you very, very mucho. Gracias. Bye.